I'm back, dog. I'm back. You thought I wasn't coming back, but here I am. I'm live from the toy room. It's Tuesday evening, and I have a very limited amount of time because my lover wants to go take a nap. And it just so happens we both had the exact same thought at the exact same time, except hers was, I'm going to go lay down, and mine was, I want to go record a podcast. Except I said it first, which... uh, is why I'm getting to do this. But I'm only going to do it for 20 minutes because I'm not a terrible person much. Uh, Except when you talk to the Canadian public. Okay, funny story. I'm not going to get too much into this because I don't like to talk about my job too much unless something really funny has happened. And I sure don't like to bash the corporation I work for because it's my bread and butter. So I'm going to try and minimize that talk, but it's it's plaguing my brain right now. Uh, So just to recap... I work for Canada Post. I'm a letter carrier in Winnipeg, Manitoba. I love my job. Okay? I love it. I do. I genuinely do. Even when I don't really like it, I still love it because it's a a great job. I'm the only bitch I have to deal with on a regular basis. I get to work by myself and listen to podcasts all day. And I get to meet a lot of, you know, interesting, mostly kind people. And it's what helps put a roof over our heads and feeds my family puts uh, diapers in the diaper bag, you know, pays my mortgage, pays my bills, pays my taxes. I'm thankful. Having said that, okay, so here's what's going on. Um, Canada Post and the union have been in talks since January of 2016. And it's not gone well. There's a bit of an impasse. I feel that I'm going to try and stay neutral and say that both sides are kind of standing firm and have things that they both feel that they want. And so they've come to an impasse as far as negotiations go. Now, what does that mean? What that means is that uh, basically the corporation has served the union with a 72-hour notice, which means that they can lock us out in 72 hours, which would be Friday morning. Which sucks because, uh, you know, I just so happened to have just finished a very expensive project that I didn't tell you guys about yet uh, in that I took down my mom's old deck, found a very nice gentleman to build my mom a new deck, mostly because the day I first started talking about it, I found a dime that I believed my dead father uh, sent to me to find next to a deck screw the same day I was kind of starting to lay plans and feeling out a guy at work about getting this deck built. So I thought that that was um, whoever, you know, my dad telling me that this was a good move for me, my mom would really appreciate it and uh, he would be thankful as well. So I'm crazy. Translation, I'm crazy. So I took on that huge endeavor and I will get into talking about that at some point because there's, I cried, okay? There was a point where I cried and uh, it I, it made me want to choke my sister. Well, the mean one, the particularly mean one, um, who I just had a, you know, we've been having a decent text exchange. I unblocked her and she just recently, like, listen to this story. Okay. My other sister, the one that's actually helpful to me, the one with the kid, um, she watches Malcolm for me here and there. And I'm so thankful because it's really hard right now. You know, like there's times when baby Stella just doesn't, she, baby Stella gets a matter like a hella, okay? <laughs> so 
I feel bad because Sarah's here and like I take Malcolm over to my mom's house because the baby's too little to kind of take out. It's just hard to plan and like I don't want to take her out by myself because she needs to eat so often and it's just not fair. So I take Malcolm over there and Sarah texts me, please come home. She's been crying since you guys left. So I'm like, okay, let's go. And Malcolm, of course, wants to stay. And my sister's like, oh, don't worry about it. Leave it. Leave him here. So she did. And trying to get that kid out of anywhere is a nightmare. So my sister um, says to my mom, I'm going to leave the front door open, come and lock it when you get a chance. Cause it's a nightmare. It's hard to like get him out and like, it's just annoying. So she leaves and she says like, not a minute later, she's still buckling Malcolm into the car seat. My other sister comes out, starts outside and just starts screaming about how my mom has a heart condition and she's 72 years old and you shouldn't leave the door locked and it's unsafe and like just screaming like a lunatic. And my, my sister with the kid is like, okay. And doesn't acknowledge her. Cause like, don't poke the bear any further. Just get the fuck out. So she left. And then I get the text messages. And she just starts like, oh, she's so stupid. She didn't lock the door. She's an adult, blah, 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 blah. Like just on and on and on. And I'm thinking to myself, you had to lock a door? Like that's your huge contribution is you had to lock a door. You fucking moron. So I wrote back to her. I'm like, just lock the door. Like it's hard to get Malcolm out of the house. She probably just forgot. And then on and on about how uh, my sister's such a bitch and she does this and she does that and she shouldn't do this, but she should. And I'm just like, holy fuck, you fucking idiot. Like, I don't understand her brain process. Like the amount of energy it took for her to go outside and yell like that. And, you know, like she didn't give any thought to how that would make my niece feel and how that would make my kid feel having some fucking crazy person in kitty cat pajamas scream at the top of their lungs in front of a kid. Like, idiot what are you doing? Like, never mind that. But it's like the amount of energy it took for her to yell. And then the amount of energy it took for her to write these endless paragraphs about fucking all this stupid, like, here's the, here's the whole story. She forgot to lock the door. You locked the door. That's it. Right. And she just goes, and finally, I'm just like, you know what? I wrote back to her. I'm like, I'm too exhausted. I don't have enough energy to deal with your constant stream of negativity. If you don't have anything nice to say, at least once in a while, please don't text me. And she didn't text again. Like, what is wrong with her brain that she thinks that locking that door was somehow a huge contribution? I, I just, I, I don't understand her. I don't, I don't get it. Like, there's more to that story. And she's just, I feel like she's, she needs to be medicated. <laughs> like, and I don't even mean that in a mean way. Like, she used to be okay okay that's malcolm's uh <laughs> music teacher coming out okay she's very japanese but my sister used to be okay you know and then as the years go on she just gets more and more angry and vicious and malicious and every other ish except for delicious that's who she is that's who she is and what she does anyway why did i get into that i don't remember now I have to go back. I can't, I can't remember why I told you that story. Hold on. Okay, anyway, from what I can gather, I was talking about the deck and then I just got sidetracked with this because I'm like, you know, spending all this money and doing all this hard work and it involved a reciprocating saw and she's just, she had to lock a fucking door. She had to lock a fucking door. And that to her was like an outrage. Anyway, so now I've built this deck, this extremely expensive deck. And that was like, it's, it's mostly on credit, but that was like my little nest egg that I had, but there's like this part of me that feels 
that that deck it was rotten like when i went to cut it with this like i didn't even need the saw i could have stomped my feet and it like when i cut it it crumbled it absolutely crumbled to nothing it was so easy to take apart so there's this part of my brain that thinks well if my mom who has the diabetes although she sure doesn't act like it she sure doesn't eat like it holy god but anyway if my mom who has the diabetes steps on like a nail and then gets infected and loses a foot or something i'm going to feel solely responsible so sarah is so nice to me man she's like I know we can't afford it because in my mind, I'm like, okay, I've got this all schemed out. Okay. I've got a credit card that I can use. I can take, um, that doesn't, has no interest for 12 months. I'm like, oh, I'll totally use that. And then I timed it right with a Home Depot that had the don't pay for 18 month thing. So basically I've done all the things that you're not supposed to do financially to make this happen, but I've made it happen. And I had all these equal payments and I'm doing great. I was due to be debt free in January. I had it all figured out. Everything is very tightly budgeted. But even while on mat leave, I was going to be debt free in January. Whole deck would be paid for. All good. Until this awful thing with the negotiations. And now I know, like, here's my difficulty, okay? Things that you don't know about Canada Post. The union, I should say. And I have a problem with it because there's a part of my brain that thinks, okay, you know, maybe we don't need A through G. Maybe we can say, concede on A through G. We can do without A through G. And the union feels like they've worked and clawed so hard for it. No, we're not giving A through G back. The company is profitable. We're able to turn a profit. Like everything's going well. Why in the world would we have to give those back? There's no reason to do it. And I get that. But there, I have a pea brain, okay? And my pea brain only sees myself and my family and my debt, because that's what pea brains do. So I feel like, oh shit, can we not just take that deal? Like, it's not great. It's not great. But not getting locked out is pretty great. Paying my bills is pretty great. And I just keep looking at January and thinking, oh, it's so close, man. Like, could we just not take it this one? Like, could we not just take it on the chin this time and move on? But then there's that other part of my brain that thinks, hey, you know what? Like, this is a blip in, in the union's time right? And they've done a lot of good things. Like one thing that always comes to my mind is the maternity leave that Canadians get. Do you know why Canadians get a one year off maternity leave paid? Well, not, you know, government subsidized, I should say. Okay. So you don't get your full paycheck, but it's pretty good. Considering in the States at six weeks, you have to go back to work in a lot of places. We've got it great. Do you know why? We went on strike for it. Our union went on strike and they said, no, we're getting maternity leave for our, for the women that work for us. And then the Canadian government said, well, yeah, okay, us too. And now all Canadian women get that one year maternity leave. So I get unions and like, I enjoy my union wage. I enjoy my union vacation. I enjoy my union sick time, even though there's not very much of it anymore. Um, I just, I enjoy, I reap the benefits of the union. So there's that part of my brain that is pea-sized that says, because like part of the thing that they're mad about is they... Okay, this is where it gets complicated. And you can turn this off. I understand. I just, I, I'm just having trouble rifling through my thoughts. And I thought if I just sat down here with you, we could talk it out. Because Sarah is just, she doesn't want to talk about mail anymore. She just doesn't. And God bless her. You know, God bless her. Um, there are, we, the, the way our pension works now, the people that are working for the company currently is when I retire, I'm very lucky and I will get X amount per month, every month until I die. And that amount is secure. But what they want to do for new hires is say, you get paid depending on how the pension performs. So you don't get a set amount every month. 
Like one month you could afford to maybe eat well, and the next month maybe you're eating cat food in a rooming house. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think that's right. And I know, trust me, I've been all over Twitter. And the average Canadian thinks, hey, you're stupid, you're lazy, and you're entitled. That is the average thought probably all over the world. I talked, I've talked to Paula in, uh, in Australia and everyone there thinks posties are lazy too. And I get that. From afar, if you were just looking on, you'd think, yeah, you're, you have a grade 12 education. Why should you be making that much money? Good question. Number one, um, the job isn't a job for a smart person. Like really, I don't have to be very intelligent. I have to be very organized and meticulous to do my job well. But I'm selling my body. Okay, like, I know people don't get that. But every every day, I walk a shit ton. Let's be Fitbit pals. Okay, I like, let, I'll show you, I will prove it every, <laughs> every week in the winter, I walked a minimum of 100 kilometers a week, not counting weekends, just every day at work. And I'm not joking. Ask Rose. Rose is my Fitbit pal. We can be Fitbit pals. Let's do it. I'll be on the top of your leaderboard too, because I walk a lot. And with that comes wear and tear on my body. My knees hurt. My back hurts. My hips hurt. Yeah, it just par for the course. And like, yes, we're paid well, but I am selling my body parts. And not a lot of letter carriers get to retire and not have any aches and pains. And not to mention, I broke my fucking shoulder. And I'm one of like, I don't know how many thousands of injuries across the country every year. So I get it. Also, the other problem that Canadians have with us is that we have a pension and they think, okay, you have a pension. I don't. You shouldn't have a pension. Okay, moron. Yes. The, what you should be thinking is you have a pension. I don't. Why, why don't I get a pension? Okay, get a job that offers a pension, number one. And number two, do something about it. Like if you work at McDonald's and you're making minimum wage and you're mad at me because I have a good job with good benefits and a good pension, well, a duh. You know, move, find a better job. And we're hiring, by the way, for all these people that think that we're such a bunch of fucking morons. Come on over. Try it out. If it's so easy, do it. You know how many people quit the first week? It's just like, anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even know if I should put this up. It's so terrible. But this is what I'm going through. So I go through this like cycle of like anxiety and kind of like I get offended and my feelings get hurt. I don't like being called stupid and lazy. I am one of the two things. I'm definitely stupid, but I really don't feel like I'm lazy. So it hurts my feelings, you know, and it's like, fuck. And that's the general consensus. And then the next thing people say, another misnomer, just so that you know, just so going forward, if someone says to you, oh, this fucking lazy postal workers, me, 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 my taxes, not a red cent of your taxes goes into our company at all, period, end of story. It doesn't work that way. Actually, what's supposed to happen, what usually happens when we're profitable, which we have been for 19, is it 19 of the last 22 years or 20 of the last, anyway, a shit ton of time, except all except for two years in the last 22, we've been profitable. One of those years we got locked out. I don't know what the other, what the other year was. Um, we actually give the money to the government. We pay them over, over 140 million every year into the government. So, yeah. And also we're a service. We're supposed to be a public service. We're not even supposed to really make a profit. I mean, the idea is to break even and be able to provide service all over this great nation of ours, all the way up north where no one else goes, not UPS, not FedEx, not Canpar, not anyone goes up there except for Canada Post. 
So, I mean, yes, and everybody says we're obsolete. Well, fuck, man, we delivered over 9 billion pieces of mail last year. How the fuck are we obsolete? We're not. Things are going to definitely move towards packages and parcels and all the rest of that shit and away from letter mail. But we make so much more money on parcels than we do on letter mail. So what's the, like, to me, it's like, <sighs> oh, I just, okay, I'm done. I'm just done. These are just things. If you could please go forward, <laughs> not that you care. But this shows basically for me and just tell people these things. No tax dollars don't come. If you come from your tax dollars don't pay for my salary. I promise you they don't. And just be nice, man. Just be nice. I'm just the labor force. We want to work. I have no money. Do you understand? All the money I have is a very well-structured pile of wood at my mom's house. That's where my money is. Okay, and no good deed goes unpunished. So just, okay, I'm done now. Just thank you. And whenever I go on Twitter, go ahead, follow me on Twitter, Sandra D. Sanchez. Uh, whenever I go on Twitter and attack these morons that think they pay for my salary, I if I really can't get through to somebody, if they're just not willing to listen to reason, I just say, which I stole from Sugar slash Aaron, I say thoughts and prayers. Or I will pray for you. Or I say namaste, because that's where I'm at. <laughs> like, you're just not going to get it. And that's okay. And that's okay. All right. So thanks for listening. I'm really sorry I did that to you. You didn't deserve that. But this is kind of like, you know, just me bouncing shit around. When I'm upset, you're going to hear about it. And when I'm sad, you're going to hear about it. And when I'm anxious about money, you're going to hear about it. So I'm all of those things right now. And I really, really like my job. I really do. I work for a profitable company and I'm not asking for the world. I just want things to stay the same. That's all I want. I just, I just want to go to work. I want to do my job. I want to do it well. Like I just, I just seriously just want to work. So hopefully they will, they will work things out and oh, will we laugh? We're going to have a great, great laugh about this one in a couple of weeks when the lockout really doesn't happen, when they just kind of figure stuff out all by themselves and shake hands and pat, pat each other on the back and oh what a good time wouldn't that be, be great don't you think that that could happen right could it could happen i deserve happiness no my new mantra actually is i don't deserve happiness that's what that's what i think all the time it's like oh man why can't they just get a deal together like why can't they just compromise like why why can't they just figure it out and then i remember you don't deserve happiness. And I think, right. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. No. No. Very selfish. Very selfish. Okay, I am going to play a segment. Oh, man, I feel so bad I did this to you guys. But you know what? I had to get it out. I'm really sorry. You're just going <sighs> to... I'm sorry. <laughs> the next show might be funny. I've got a lot of jokes about... Uh baby Stella farting and waking herself up and uh, there's the whole deck fiasco so I'm pretty well going to be unemployed as of Friday I mean potentially they don't have to lock us out they just can't so there's just going to be podcast after podcast I'm going to catch up on so many podcasts there might be a podcast every day podcast 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 okay here are some people that are actually funny and entertaining Rainbow and my wife her wife her wife Lisa this is a really old segment so I don't know what the fuck they're talking about I'm pretty sure it's from May Okay. Again, just sorry. I love you. Bye. Hang on. No, don't go. Hang on, Lisa. Wait. Rainbow, I see it. 
I don't think that's quiet. I think they're going to hear her chewing on that. It's quiet enough for me. The dog is chewing on a soda pop lid. Seriously, they're going to hear that. They're just going to block it. Whoa. Hello, listeners. Hello, Sandra. It's Rainbow Bright and Uh, Lisa. Lisa is enjoying, (laughs) apparently, a very tall... Uh, Drinking a very tall... uh, old-timey 1920s cocktail i don't know the exact name of it but it's it's scotch it's scotch with uh ginger ale i guess back then which was ginger beer and a touch of lime juice and i am drinking an old country sized (laughs) glass of wine so a polish sized glass in my case Full of ice cubes because it wasn't cold. Full of ice cubes because it wasn't cold and I'm classy like that. <sighs> Was tonight our worst date ever? Is that why we're drinking? No, we've never had a bad date. I can honestly say we have never had a bad date because even when our dates get start going sideways, they're still good dates because I'm still with you. You are so cheesy. <laughs> I love you. <sighs> so we went to the Cane's Lions Festival tonight, which is why I'm drinking right now. And what that is is it's like, uh, oh my God, she's so loud. I'm gonna have to take this away. <laughs> Sorry, no more of that, Coco. You can have it after. You can Coco. have it after the show, but they don't want to listen mm-hmm. to you chew on your toy. Um, so it's a big commercial screening festival that they have at the Winnipeg Art Gallery, and it's like the best award-winning commercials from around the world and they compile them and they show them in the art gallery and all the hoity-toity people go and uh, and us apparently because it's cheap and it's usually fairly entertaining um however you apparently should not ever go to this thing if you have like any kind mm. of penting mental mm. issues or too much stress in mm. your life or have had any kind of emotional trauma within like the last 12 months because they oh my god it's like they cram like 30 sessions of therapy mm-hmm. <laughs> into like 60 seconds in some of these commercials and i i had a nervous mental breakdown in front of 500 people mm-hmm. 500 people mm-hmm. some of whom were talking in french I think I made everybody a little uncomfortable and very confused. There was a there was a commercial about about being an organ donor, and I am going through the process for a second time with my mom, and none of us are a match, and it's just been really hard and frustrating right now. So I saw this commercial, and I kind of flipped out in a room full of people, and... And then, then they show funny commercials right after. Yeah. So I'm bawling and hilarious things are happening. And then I'm like crying. A big and dog laughing. eating spaghetti for a Geico. Why, which why was would awesome. you follow a commercial <laughs> where like an old man dies and this dog like loses his owner and then like finds the person that like got all of his, got organs. All of his organs and like goes home with her? Why would you follow that up with a dog eating spaghetti? I just. It's really messed up. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um, I did rub your back when you started to cry and told you everything was going to be okay. Yes, you're a very good mm-hmm. girlfriend. Oh, my God. Maybe we should not go to that ever again. I don't know if they'll let me back in there. That was You'll really fine. That was really loud, ugly crying. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, everybody cried at some point in there, though. That's the thing. I don't think that's true. It is. The commercials make you cry. I don't think anybody cried that loudly, though. <laughs> Anyways, we survived. Lisa's hair is gray. Do you want to talk about that? Um. Yes, I've decided now that I'm going to be 50 in October, I'm going to slowly... Uh, Take my gray to its own natural color that it's supposed to be now, which is gray. So uh, I've got to cut fairly short, which I think I'm going to keep cutting it this short. I have to for the next little while anyhow um, to cut the rest of my... How did she get that again? I gave it to her. Lisa, stop! <laughs> to get the rest of my remaining color cut out of my hair. So yes, I'm going gray. I don't care. Uh, what people say, and I hope the top looks as good as the sides, because the sides look the sides look good. pretty it awesome right now. So so fifty years yeah. going gray. Yeah, you can all just call me October. the silver fox. <laughs> <laughs> and so, being the silver fox that she is, Lisa's getting old. So I've made her go to physiotherapy because. She stands all day at her work, and she has some back and knee problems. So I'm like, I'm covered with good benefits right now. You're covered with good benefits right now. You're not so old that this is irreversible. So why don't you just try some physiotherapy and see if it helps improve things? So her physiotherapy gives her these stretches, and one of them is called the clam. The clam shell. <laughs> And all the time, Eb wants to touch my clam when I'm doing it. <laughs> I said, I'm going to punch you in your clam. She's <laughs> like, can you help me do my stretches? So I was like, okay. But uh, by help me do my stretches, I thought she meant, could we try out some different positions? <laughs> and uh, I got told, no, she legitimately wanted to help me to help her with her stretches. And I was disappointed and I threatened to punch her in the clam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My disappointment. I, oh, we also saw a guy when we were coming back from yeah, Shoppers guy. last night. <laughs> the only one. No. Uh, we saw him. He got off a bus, and then he struck a pose like a Russian folk dancer. Yes. And we, I've seen Lisa kind of look at him out of the corner of my eye, and I, I like, stared blatantly at him because I'm like, what the, what the hell are like you It looked like he was going to... Cossack across Portage <laughs> Avenue. It looked like he was literally going to get down and like old world dance across the street. It was the weirdest thing, but we both noticed it because I drove by him and I'm like, was that guy standing like like a Russian folk dancer? And she's like, yeah, like a Ukrainian dancer. I know Russia and Ukraine aren't the same country, but very similar dancing styles. Okay, just bear with me on that. Just bear with me. But for the record, Russia, please get the fuck out of Ukraine. <laughs> Makes me so sad. G-G-F-O. Makes me so sad. I must drink more wine. Uh, I did a traditional Ukrainian Easter basket. Oh my god, we're over five minutes already. I guess that's oh, shit. about it. Okay, that's it. That's it. Uh, no time, time to talk about the Easter basket. No, it's boring anyways. It's just food. It was good. I went to church. I got it blessed. End of story. We ate lots of chocolate. We ate lots of chocolate. Happy the Easter. The end. The end. Bye. Yeah, happy Easter. Ah. I've had that for a real long time. Uh, I'm a terrible person. Um, I'm really sorry, Rainbow and Lisa. I, I just, I've got my shit together now. I feel like I can proceed and be consistently podcasting. And um, I live to serve. I mean, what can I tell you? What can I tell you? Okay, but in weird, <laughs> in weird daycare craft news, okay? 
Um, so we ended up being home for the weekend that was Father's Day because uh, baby Stella was born on the 11th and she, I think was Father's Day the weekend after? I feel like it was because that's when her really gross crusty black belly button fell off. Oh, that's a story. Okay. Oh, man, Sarah's going to get so mad. It's already been like 28 minutes. Um, so belly buttons, belt, like the umbilical cord is always like... It's just gross. It's like when it first gets cut, it's kind of like almost like yellowy and it's like slimy and they put a little plastic like clip on it like you used to close a bag of chips and you just kind of as a parent, you're just like, Ugh. and it's got like it's like cutting hair. It's got no actual um, nerve endings in it. So it's just kind of flops around and is kind of gross and then it starts to dry out and it turns black and it falls off. Okay. So um, initially, uh, baby had a hard time growing. Um, Sarah's milk took a while to come in, which is not unusual when you have a C-section, right? And uh, the public health nurse in Canada, they come to your house and visit you, answer any questions, help you breastfeed, blah, blah, blah. So this chick is like, okay, well, let's check the weight. And she checked her and she's like, oh, you know, she's lost. They call it diuresing. Like when you're first born, you're kind of, you weigh more than you do when you go home from the hospital and it's expected. But there's a certain percentage they'll allow. And after that, they want you to supplement with formula or do something because, you know, your baby's not doing well. So it ended up being the case for us. We started supplementing with formula and since since she came out of her mother's tummy, this kid, all she wants to do is eat. She just, you know, she's always at her hands. If you touch her cheek, it's like a reflex. She'll just try to eat the world. Like she's like, she's hungry mungry is what she is. And uh, so I, we were supplementing with formula. She didn't like the bottle. It was just a fucking horror show. And eventually Sarah's milk did come in. So we went to the doctor and uh, the doctor's like, because they have a two-week checkup, and the doctor's like, well, she's not gaining weight quite as fast as we want, so go home, call um, this breastfeeding hotline, which isn't as sexy as it sounds. It doesn't sound sexy. And they gave her some tips, and we had to go back again in a week to make sure she was growing. We went back. Great. Everything looks good. Fantastic. It was beautiful. She's gaining weight really well. Now, I was like, I asked the doctor, I'm like, can you please look at her belly button? Because it looks like kind of oozy, and it's like, you know, ooh right? Because since it fell off, it's just kind of, uh, I, I just can't. <laughs> Dude, I just, it's one of those things, man. It's like watching someone else barf. Every time I think about it, it grosses me out. So he looks and he pulls her little tummy down. He's like, yeah, there's an umbilical cord uh, granule in there. And he's like, if you leave that in there, it's going to stay wet. It won't ever dry out. It's just going to be gross and weepy and it'll, it'll get infected. And it's, that's just bad news. So he's like, what we're going to do is we're going to put silver nitrate on it. And I had a friend years ago whose kid had to have this done. And I remember it. And I was like, oh my God, that can't be good. And he's like, don't worry about it. So he goes, gets the silver nitrate, big long sticks. And it looks like a matchstick with like a little drop of stuff on it. I didn't really look, but Sarah told me. And I saw the tip of it. It was like, it did look like a wooden matchstick, like a skewer almost. And uh, he's doing it and I have to look away. It's just one of those things. I can't handle it. I cannot handle it. So he's like, oh, don't worry. Her tummy's going to be brown for about, you know, a year, maybe two. It just stains from the silver. And I'm like, you're putting silver in my tiny baby's belly button. And I don't like that. And then he's finished and he stands up and he's like, he like pulls it open, like, you know, like with his a finger on either side of the belly button. He's like, there you go. Have a look at it. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I cannot, I cannot look at that. I cannot look at that. It, uh, oh, I just, oh, even, I'm sorry. That's so gross, but it like triggers my gag reflex. I have so much saliva in my mouth right now. Anyway, moving on. So that like, so her umbilical cord initially fell off on Father's Day, which is my point. Now in creepy, weird uh, daycare, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> in creepy, weird daycare-related crafts. Okay, every year for Father's Day, like last year, I, my shoulder was broken, so he wasn't there for Father's Day. And the year before that, he made Grandpa a um, a little hedgehog craft with, like, golf golf tees and shit, which he ended up keeping because he didn't think Grandpa deserved it. <laughs> he wanted to keep it for himself. And then this year, for whatever reason, I go to pick him up today. And uh, there's a brown paper bag that looks like a present on his little bookshelf thing that he has, his cubby. And I'm like, oh, is this yours? Yeah, I made that for you. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, let's take it home then. So we take it home and he opens it up. And there's what looks to be like the front of a man's shirt with like a little paper tie. And uh, I just want you to keep in mind that his daycare leader is ESL. She's Filipino. Um I don't know, you know, I'm always worried that pe maybe some people are religious and they don't get homosexuality and maybe they don't say that they're weird about it, but maybe they're a little bit weird about it. I don't know. Maybe I'm paranoid. These are all possibilities. And so this shirt with the tie on it um, says, my mom is my best dad. Pardon me? Like, what, what the fuck does that mean? And then there's another little picture frame. Like, he made a little picture frame out of popsicle sticks. And again, it says, my mom is my best dad. And I've posted it on Facebook. I will put it on the fan page. And I don't get it. And if anyone would care to explain it to me, that would be wonderful. It, it's made me laugh pretty hard. Because I don't even get it. Like, grammatically, it kind of doesn't make any sense. Is that like some kind of backwards insult? Or is she just ESL and doesn't get how English works? Like, what did the other, what did the regular kids with regular moms and dads, what did their, what did their shirt say? Did it say, dad, you're my best dad? Like, even that is like, uh, retarded. <laughs> Pardon me, I use the R word. Even that is a little bit, like, weird. Like, what are you supposed to do with that because it's not proper English? I don't know. I'll have to find out. Maybe I can find out somehow because I don't get it. And I don't want to go to the director and be like, um, yeah, there are several layers of what's wrong with this craft. I feel like I don't, like, it's not proper English. Um, I don't know if she's homophobic or just stupid. I'm not entirely sure, but can we just, can we just talk this out? Like, I just, it's just so ridiculous. I can't even, I can't even handle it. Okay, Sarah is paging me to come upstairs. So, thank you so much for listening. Change of address 69 to, at gmail.com. Sandra D. Sanchez, Facebook, Twitter. You might want to avoid Twitter because I'm very annoying on Twitter right now as far as like this whole work disruption thing going. It's a lockout, not a strike too. Don't forget that. And I'm really sorry about the first segment, but it, it needed to happen. It's what's going on in my life right now. And I've got a song picked out, uh, especially for this episode. And uh, my friend Paula in Australia really hates this song. So I'm getting extra joy out of it. But I feel like this song goes out to both Canada Post as a whole as the corporation and the union. Like, just, just come together, work things out. Let's get back to work. Okay? Let's not stop working, for that matter. All right? Okay? Sorry. Love you. Don't hate me. Don't go. Okay, bye. All right, bye. Giuseppe, always shoot the pool, go to flunk a school, that's my mama. Boy, to make me sick, the thing I got to do, I can't get no kicks, got to follow the stupid rules. Boy, to make me sick, just to make a lousy box, I got to feel like a fool. And the mama used to say all the time, what's the matter you, hey, got no respect, what do you think you do? 
why you look so sad. It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. Ah, shut up, you face. That's my mama. Big accordion song. To make a TV shows, hi mom, get a new car, but still I be myself. I never change a thing, cause I love to dance and to sing. I remember mama, she beat it into my brain. What's the matter, you? Hey, got no respect. What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. Ah, shut up for your face. That's my mama, comes back into me now. She said, just empty. What's the matter, you? It's a not so bad, it's a nicer place, ah, oh, shut up your face. Grazie everybody, hello out there in the music, Latin land, big television show, big important, big cameras, flash bulbs, everything. But anyway, what? 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 Oh, okay, big round of applause, Grazie, grazie, bene, bene. Right now, though, folks, wait, we're going to learn to sing, shut up your face. Sing, I sing. What's the matter, you? And you sing. Yeah. Right, right. Then the rest down here, and at the end, everyone, shut up your face, okay? Let's try. Uno! What's the matter, you? Got hey. no respect. Hey. What do you think you do? Hey. Why you look so sad? Hey. It's a not so bad. Hey. It's a nicer place. Oh, shut up your face. Oh, it makes me cry. It's so sweet. What's the matter, you? Hey. Not so bad. Hey. It's a nicer place. Ah, shut up, you bitch.